so long ago have now come to maturity. Speaking of Earth, the latest news from home indicated that the Terran settlers that left over a hundred years ago landed on the three new worlds in the Chi region around the white dwarf star known as Thios. Apparently they have been there for over seventy-five years and have built quite the settlement. The report also suggested that these new Terran homes will launch development pods similar to the ones launched on Isis and Hermes. Thank heavens for wormhole capabilities. Earth and Mars were too crowded, and it's a relief to all that the Terran families have new homes and new worlds to inhabit. The future is bright for mankind. Well, this concludes my log for this week. We are thirty-two weeks out from Isis, and my mandatory seventy-two-hour stasis run begins in less than an hour. Ah, three days' sleep with no responsibility. I bet my ancestors would be so jealous. End log, Captain Emmanuel Ankh. Date, 1008, 2331 A.D. Aboard the grand mining ship, the Millennium, the crew prepares for the long journey and tedious labor ahead of them. The crew is quite large, much larger than the ship was built for sustaining, and every crewman is required to spend seventy-two of every three hundred hours in stasis in order to preserve precious resources and to keep the ship from being overcrowded. The Millennium is the first and only Astrogiant-class ship and she was built expressly for mining. She was designed to be used as a piece of mining equipment in dire circumstances. The front half of her hull is hardened steel, capable of drilling deep into a planet. She is quite a unique ship, and with her proud elite crew, she is the only one suitable for the labor that is waiting on Isis. Half a mile long she is, the lieutenant said proudly. Biggest mining military ship made by human hands. Yes, sir. Very grand, sir, the new private responded as he stood in awe. He still grasped his shoulder bag with one hand as he stepped out of the stasis pod. This was the first time he was under command of a real officer not a hologram or a robot. It was nice to see flesh and bone directing him instead of a complicated series of ones and zeros. I'm Lieutenant Mark Graham, and I'll be your supervising officer when you're not in stasis. The commander of this vessel is Captain Emmanuel Unk. He is presently in stasis, as space travel statute demands. Your other commanding officers, while I am in stasis, are Lieutenant Major Stephen Hallow and Lieutenant Anne Collins. Now watch out for Lieutenant Collins. I heard she likes to rough up people who are disobedient. You won't have a problem with that, will you, Davidson? The lieutenant elbowed Private Davidson in the ribs and winked. Oh, no, no, sir, no, no problem whatsoever, sir. Private Davidson responded. Davidson, 
the lieutenant said slowly as he peered upward in thought for a moment, then back to Private Davidson again. Any relation to the famous jet bike maker Davidson? Yes, sir. My forefather started that ancient company back when they used rubber tires, sir. How <laughs> those are famous, said Lieutenant Graham with a smirk. The two continued walking down the poorly lit corridor towards the turbo lift. The smell of dirt and grease surrounded them, along with faint mechanical sounds. There were no windows or portals on this portion of the ship, just what looked like cables running in the corners of the ceiling. Clearly this half-mile-long mining ship wasn't designed for convenience, thought Private Davidson. Perhaps it's designed to conserve energy.